Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Great to be with you, Tim. Good morning. First elected back in 2010, took office in January of 2011. Uh, so when this time around you enter a second decade in the Georgia Senate, I, I suppose an easy question to begin with, uh, why do you want to serve in the Georgia Senate? Why do you want to continue to serve in the Georgia Senate? Well, you know, Tim, I, I love solving problems. I, I first ran when the wheels fell off the economy. The uh, unemployment was double-digit. We had a tremendous amount of problems. And through the, the great leadership of uh, then-Governor Deal and now Governor Kemp, uh, we've been able to, to make so many improvements in people's lives in Georgia. And, you know, that's really rewarding to me to, to get to see the things that we can do. And, you know, that's what I want to continue to do as I, I serve the people in the 47th District and the people throughout Georgia. A bit of synchronicity there. You talked about entering the legislature at about the time the wheels were coming off the economy. Of course, the Great Recession, 2008-2009, the economic downturn that lingered uh, for several years. Uh, wheels coming off in a big way earlier this year because of the way we chose to respond to the coronavirus pandemic, seeing some signs of economic recovery in Georgia. A lot of work still needed. What's the legislative role in accomplishing that? Well, you know, the biggest thing that we do every year is work to balance the budget. And, you know, like everything in our world, we, we try to seek a good balance. The One of the things that I was really proud that Governor Kemp was able to do was when we look, you know, we have to live life. We have to, to go out and, and, and go to work every day. And you can't stay home and, and, and hunker down in your basement and just count on the, the rest of the world to, to stand still because it doesn't you got to live life. And for me, uh, as we do that, you know, we have uh, kids that need education, uh, highways that need to be built, uh, school system, health care, everything that you think of today, uh, it's got to move on. So for me, I enjoy serving the public. And, and you know, I'm, I'm really proud that, that Governor Kemp took the actions that he did to keep Georgia moving, that he didn't lock us down like some of the places like New York and others that it just killed their economy. And, you know, it was interesting. I had a call the other day from a lady that has a, 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 a I'll say, I won't name the name, but a, a theater and bar right downtown Athens. And she had commented that, you know, she said when it first started, she reached out to me. She said, oh, we got to lock everything down. This has got to happen. You know, we, we, we got to stop and get away from this virus. She sent me an email last week and said, oh, I was so wrong. I, I'm so glad that, that uh, uh, people are hurting. We got to get people back out in our economy. We got to make things happen. I, I, was, I made a mistake, and I want to let you know that, that I'm proud that, that uh, we kept Georgia open. We've got to help the business community, and you can't do that unless you're a part of it. And that's getting out there and working every day. And, and uh, basically, you know, for me, I it's one of those things. I had somebody tell me that, oh, we, we, what, are we, what can we do to help the restaurant industry? What can we help the, the hospitality industry? Go out and go to work. Go out to eat. Go go on life just like it is. Said the uh, uh, 
Uh, just continue to wear a mask, wash your hands, do the things that you need to to protect yourself, but but don't stay home and, and hide under the curtain. All right, Senator Frank, again, uh, you mentioned schools and, and the need to have children in schools. Of course, here in Athens, we still don't. There are plans to get children in the schools in Clark County, at least some of them in the next couple of weeks here. Uh, you're in Madison County. I just pulled up the latest report from Madison County Schools. They got three cases, three positive tests for coronavirus in Madison County. Similarly, I think the latest number from Oconee County, something like five, maybe six. Very, very few cases of coronavirus in these schools not exactly a legislative matter but but what can be done to facilitate getting these kids back in these classrooms virtually everybody agrees they need to be there well tim one of the things for me that that's kind of interesting i've i've always been in favor of local control and and the decisions that that are made closest to home are usually the ones that fit you best because you're making those decisions at home for me when i look at, at Okay, you don't put kids in school. That doesn't mean that they're they're not at risk of being exposed to the virus, Sydney. That doesn't mean that they're they're not going to get the virus. So my question to a school system that says, "Hey, we're going to uh, do virtual school, or we're not going to have school," they, they, what does that mean for your kids? Are you really protecting the kids? Or are you doing something different? They uh, because I wonder what the, the number is for for school kids in Athens Clark County. Yeah, again, we'll find out that we start testing when the kids get back in school. The kids in grades K through 8 scheduled to be back in school starting November 9th. Meantime, Senator, again, Democrats are hitting Republicans in the legislature about that very issue, funding for education. The complaint that when you got together and reworked the budget after the delayed end of the legislative session earlier this year, education was one of the things that was cut. My recollection is that everything was cut. Yes, sir. And, they, uh, and one of the things that we were able to do was we didn't have to furlough our teachers. We didn't have to furlough the, the, the staff of our, our education system. And for me, when the, the hey, if anybody had a predicted a year ago the wheels were going to fall off the economy because of a, a pandemic, worldwide pandemic, I'd love to, to know about it. Said, but for me, this is where we're required to balance our budget every year. And that's where we have that constitutional requirement to do so. And I was really proud that we were able to do it in a manner that that kept uh, people working and kept their their, uh, income there, as well as kept the tax rates low. You know, one of the things that before we had this pandemic, we were able to fully fund uh, the QBE formula for schools throughout the state for the last two years. And to me, that's never been done before. Back, back until the, the 80s, said they was the last time that was done. And to me, you, you can't look at, at Democrats and Republicans and say, "Hey, the Republicans don't don't favor education because we've done that. We've we've helped with the school teacher raises. We've done a lot of things to to help our our folks that are really shaping the future of our state because that's what our youth is." Uh, Senator Frank Gim with us. Another few minutes here again. Uh, a re-election candidate. The election now six days away. The early voting that ends on Friday. The Democratic challenger, Don Johnson. By the way, reached out to her. She has to this point declined our invitation to come on the program. Invitation still stands if you'd like to talk with us between now and Tuesday of next week. Meantime, uh, the issue of coronavirus, which shapes the campaign, shapes everything we talk about these days. Uh, you have been on some of these conference calls with some of the hospital officials locally, other members of the legislative delegation. Delegation, mayors, what are you hearing? What's the latest? 
Well, you know, we, we still continue to, to uh, work with our health care providers to, to make sure that we're educating the public on, you know, ways that they can be safe. As you know, said initially, one of the things that, that we were very concerned about was overloading and swamping our health care facilities. We didn't know very much about the virus. We didn't know how it was spread. We didn't know the, the cause and effect. We've learned a lot in the last six months. And that's where, for me, I want to thank Representative Houston Gaines. He's been our point person on that. He's done a great job in, in the Georgia House and in the Athens and surrounding areas. For me, the, uh, this is where, you know, more information does us all good, and those conference calls have been very valuable for me. Finally, I'm going to let you go on this one. I want to circle back to something. You kind of alluded to this earlier, the business about uh, the best decisions being made locally. You're not making that statement in some philosophical vacuum. I mean, you have you have served in local government capacity, county administrative capacities uh, here in northeast Georgia. I want to talk for a moment about that relationship between the state and the local governments uh, and, and who should be making some of these decisions and a lot of these decisions that have to be made in concert, but some that speak to the question of local jurisdiction what can be done to better facilitate uh, agreements disagreements uh, when they arise between government in atlanta and i don't know the government in clark county or madison county thank you tim for me i I served as a city manager two times and as a county manager one time over a period of 20 years and for me the the, I, I, i go back to that same thing if you're making a decision in your household, the, uh, then that's going to be the best decision for you. You have the most input and the most impact on that decision. When you start getting out of your household, it's your local government. It's your your city, your county, your school board, those kind of things that you're deciding on locally. You move on up to the, the state or, or to the federal level. Unfortunately, you have less and less direct impact into that decision. For me, it's a partnership. When we look at President Trump, we look at the, the Governor Kemp, we look at our, our legislature, and we look at our locals. We all have a role to play, and dialogue is always one of those things that, that we try to do. One of the things, Tim, for me, uh, you know, I try to make sure that I'm fully accessible to the public. People make fun of me for doing this, but, you know, my cell phone number is 706-680-4466, and I try to make sure that if somebody needs my help, I'm there to, to answer the call to, to get them in the right position to get the better help. Right, we'll leave it there. 706-680-4466, the phone number for State Senator Frank Ginn. Best of luck on Tuesday. Thanks for your time this morning. Great to be with you, Tim. Hope you have a beautiful day. I know it's a little damp right now, but... but uh Uh, I'll ask people to get out and vote for Frank Ginn. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. 24.